Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. done that opening in a while <laughs> i want i want to say right now uh yeah. thank you for listening to movie Sucktastic. that i i don't listen to our show often after we record it because you know i'm here but i sometime i want to go back and just see if i can tell which episodes i i'm um influenced Drunk. by substances and which influences i'm so, uh, which episodes i'm sober you can absolutely um, tell but you got <laughs> but you I know because I'm the co-host and I don't drink during the show ever. <laughs> but you can absolutely tell the only issue is if you don't mention it during the beginning or show the camera, you can, or if you're just listening to the audio, not watching a video, you can yeah. tell by about halfway through the show. <laughs> because that's when it kicks in. But since you, we're doing two episodes a night now for the Oscars... It's already hit by the time we're at episode two, so buckle up. Buckle up, baby. <laughs> Welcome so, to the Oscars episodes of Movie Sucktastic. What episode is this, Joey? This is episode 263. And since I called him Joey, I must be Scott. You must be. Uh, this is We're must reviewing Guillermo del Toro's The Guillermo. Shape. Guillermo. Guillermo? Guillermo. 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 You got to roll those L's. rolls in the back of your mouth. Guillermo. 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 Almost, don't roll it, but get close to it. Guillermo. Guillermo. Okay. Guillermo. Del Toro's The Shape God, of I Water. God, I love pronouncing his name. The Shape Guillermo. of Water. As close as I get to being ethnic, Guillermo. I mean, I've been a fan of, of Guillermo Del Toro since Kronos, I think. Kronos and Mimic. Mimic. Mimic as well. Now, Mimic, not a good film. No, but no. great elements. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. why he's being recognized now because he's done that over and over through his career. And I remember, um, what was the film you gave me? Uh, shit, it was one with the World War Two Spain. And that would be the, dev the Devil's Backbone. That's right. You gave me a laser disc copy on VHS. Way, yeah. way, way back when, when that came out. Uh-huh. And I still thank yep. you to this day for that. Fucking awesome movie. Oh, yeah. One of my absolute favorites. And then, it, also, he did another a Spanish film, Pan's Labyrinth. Also a great film. I still have not seen it. Wow. That's a good one. You I, should check it out. You should definitely check I know. that one out. 
I, I just never get around to it. And you know what? I, I hit certain points where I'm not in the mood for fantasy shit. Without, oh. <laughs> just to be hey, honest. I've been there. And, I'll, and let me say, this has been one of those times. So I was not in the mood to see Shape of Water. I was not feeling it. I was not into it. I did it for the show. Right. Um, My reaction. Well, one of the reasons. One one of the reasons why we did review this not. film. One of the reasons why we did review this film was because it's been nominated for so many Oscars. Thirteen. Was a, I thought it was fourteen. Thirteen. I thought it was fourteen. I read thirteen. No, it's third. It's no, it's thirteen. I'm not arguing by saying I thought it was fourteen. Oh. Okay. That's all. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right. Whatever. Yeah. No, I'm looking at it right here. It says 13 nominations, but I thought it was 14. Uh, a lot of those are technical, though. You have... Well, you know, shit, yeah. Visual effects and sound Fish and man. editing. No makeup. I don't understand how it's not nominated for makeup. Because we we talked about that. Special la- Dude, it's the dude is living in a latex suit. That shit doesn't That's come out of thin effects. air. It it's is not, not makeup. Makeup is, makeup is. Beep, 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 beep. It's not. Yeah. Makeup is prosthetics. Makeup is prosthetics. No, no. no, that's special effects makeup. There isn't a category for that. It's this is the category. No, no, makeup is not special effects makeup. Makeup is makeup. Makeup dude, is. Dude, dude, this it falls. It all fuck that. It all falls under this category. Makeup no. is. Any any of this. No, that's visual effects. Stop arguing. You're I'm not correct. You're not it right. Is. That, it is. Otherwise, it would have been nominated for that. <laughs> it, it was completely snubbed. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> as you probably have guessed, we're reviewing The Shape uh, the of Oscar, Water. Best Picture Oscar-nominated film, The Shape of Water. Yeah. Yas, now, as I, the kids say. Y'all. Now, can I just say term. right now anyway. before we start, yes. the title of the film, "The Shape of Water," mm-hmm. fucking beautiful because it ties into the film. It ties in even to the narration at the end of the film, but not once is the title repeated in the fucking film. Oh, at all? You don't hear it and once. That alone is fucking awesome. And the fact that it's a that the in the end even managed to explain the metaphor of the shape of water without explaining it. Fucking love it. <laughs> love it. Now, now I thought this took place in the '60s. I didn't, but the, the synopsis says it takes place in the '50s, which '60s '50s kind of looks the same. I wasn't going to correct you last episode. I let you go. You should have. Nah, because I, I didn't have an exact date, but I, I got a 50s feel for it, definitely. Uh, now, well, right, you know, because uh, at one point in the film, they say you want to put a man on the moon. And I know that was like fully streamlined in the 60s. Like that was like the 60s all over it. So that's why I kind of thought. Want to, want to, not have, want to. Well, we didn't put a man on the moon until 69. That's so, what I'm saying. So they're, they're leading up to it. What, when did they launch the dog? Uh, it, when, when, was, when did they that, launch the dog into space? That was the late 50s. So, And they mentioned that in the film. So it's, it, they, this they is did. the late 50s. It's in the border of 60s, but it's still 50s feel. Yeah. So that's why I thought, yeah. oh, okay, this might be an early 60s movie. That's why I went that way. I, I, it's late 50s, pre-hippie. Because they're watching a lot of TV, and TV was what? around in the 50s, but I don't, I don't know. It just... But we're definitely still in like the whole Red Scare territory, so we're talking late fifties. Definitely. Yeah. Not right. arguing that um, it, it doesn't look like a fifties film. It does. It looks so much like a fifties film. It does. Yeah. I mean, just okay. look at the cars. They, you know, whenever right. whenever you have a budget now, where you can get authentic cars, that's that's impressive on its in itself because right. it's not cheap. There's so much to talk about about this film, and we we're not going to spend a lot of time. No, forty five. Where minutes. do you want to start? Yeah, where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? <laughs> do you want to start with Michael Shannon? 
<laughs> let's start. With, all right, let's start with the basic premise of the film. Okay. If you, unless you've been living under a rock, you know the basic premise. A mute girl, a mute girl, uh, falls in love with a fish man. Yeah. And they fuck. And they, that she's gonna fuck that fish. Yeah. This is like this is like Superman. You will believe a woman can fuck a fish. <laughs> it's it's it happens. That's all anybody's talking about. It's confirmed. She fucks the fish. He Let's move on. Totally fucks oh, the fish. Oh, by the way, by the way, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Now, I personally don't think this is the kind of film that deserves a spoiler alert because it's also fucking obvious. Right. But okay. if you haven't seen the film yet, you might want to see it before you listen to us babble about it for an hour. Duh. Duh. It's right in, when if you go to our website, it's right there. Spoiler alert. Duh. But, but, you know, just so nobody gets pissed off, yeah, we're going to spoil things about the film. But this is a film, and we try not to when there's certain things. Like, it's going to be, there's going to be more of a direct hard line like we're not, on we're not films, gonna like tell you. Billboards. We're not going to tell you, we're not going to give this but, a spoiler away for, say, Fight Club. It's never going to happen. Right. Well, yeah, we are, because the film's, what, 20 years old now? Fuck it. I mean, no. If you haven't seen it by now, shut up. No. Um, Listen, <laughs> my argument always with that is there's always somebody... That is just starting to get in the film. All right. They might be, we, wa- dude. They could be watching fucking. But we will give the warning. We will give the official we always, warning. We always give the warning. Yes, trigger alert. We're going to ruin this film. Trigger for alert. All right. That is the new <laughs> snowflake term. Trigger alert. We're going to ruin this lately. fucking film. Um, <laughs> my first argument against the film, okay. but it's not really against the film. All right, bear with me, real quick. This film is a fair adult fairy tale. If you go into this film and ten minutes in you don't know how it's going to end, you're an idiot. It says it right. If you, uh, as a matter of fact, one of the the slides that are going in the background shows a. I think it's a visual uh, companion to the film, and it says a fairy tale right on that. Right. It, it, no, it is now, and. That's what saves the film on a lot of levels. Uh, and I, I won't get into it now, because that's something to, act, to briefly go into one of, one of my fucking tyrants later. Uh, really? Tyrants? No, Uncle it's tyra- it. tirade. Tyrades, tyra- I like tyrants. Well, you could be a tyrant, but I don't think you could be no, a tyrant. But I don't it's think a tyrant. I don't know if you could go on a tyrant. It's a tyrade, but there's more rant involved than raid, so then it's a tyrant. Then you're going on a rant. All right, well, anyway. What are you drinking tonight? Um, New Amsterdam gin. Ooh. Straight it's, up? It's, it's, bottom, it's bottom shelf, but what, what I like about it is that it's not botanical. It's more um, citrus. Uh-huh. I got you. And it's a cheap, and, and it's a cheap gin, and gin keeps a man mean. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You drink it stri- straight up? What do you think I'm doing? Yeah, I'm asking duh. if you're drinking it straight up, or as actually, my son I tried, says. I actually bought a bottle of tonic. I was like, let me try a gin and tonic, and I tried it. It's like, oh, the tonic ruins the fucking gin. Or as my son says, duh, duh. <laughs> That's what he did. Duh. The smart kid. I'm like, don't do that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, the film takes place in the '50s, and it's about a mute um, cleaner, uh, cleaning woman, right. at a government facility or a, a private facility that that caters to the government and uh it, the whole film uh, i'll get into that later uh so yeah and she she has a black uh black friend and they they clean the place and she falls in love with a fish creature that they are holding at this facility uh and then she, um well first she feels sorry for it and she slowly builds this kinship I don't think there's any. I know. I, I disagree with you on that. I don't think she feels sorry for it. I think it, from the first moment she sees it, she's enamored. Well, I think she's so. And, and wild. I, well, and I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think there's empathy there because oh, he's, no, he's trapped. Yeah. You know, he's trapped, yes. and they're doing these tests on him, and they're torturing yes. him. So there's, no argument. there's definitely that going on. So she starts to visit him, and befriend him. And then that's right. what ends up. She she realizes that he's happy to see her, and she's happy to see him, and then it kind of right. evolves into uh, fish romance. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> all right. 
let's what do you, what do you think that sounds like? Do you think it sounds like? Think it sounds like that? I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting into that because I'm not going to be crude. If I had a bucket um, of water here, I think that's what it would sound like. I I I, th- I think you're, you're you're being vulgar. I know that's what it sounds like when Michael Shannon has this sex scene. Oh, that was definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Taylor, let's back up. Let's 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 start. Let's start with the cinematography first. Mm, this okay. film, for lack of a better word, is fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. I get it's a. Gorgeous. I, I get but, a uh, uh, what's his face the guy that directed Delicatessen that kind of director I get well, that kind I'll, of feel from it. I was just gonna say here here's here's my take on it. Take Tim Burton, right? Okay. G- give him a, give him a background with an actual culture, okay. and give him uh, give him some more talent, and he might come close to this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That'll definitely. Uh, it, the the best I can describe this to someone who hasn't seen it, uh, is that the shape of water is kind of like a four color like Dick Tracy type um, cart a comic strip. But take that and then put over that, uh, use a filter of that kind of European uh, decay. Sure, I mean it's got all it, this color, but it's also. This all, film is equally <sighs> vibrant, but and muted. Dark. Yeah, it's it's like muted, but also vibrant. You're right. That it definitely and definitely comes back is like that. It's a strong European feel to it. Um, for the younger audience, I guarantee half of them watching this are going to be flashbacking to uh, Bioshock, the video game. You got a lot of that kind of round figure, especially in, in the uh, holding cell where they keep the uh, the fish monster. Right. Um, there's a there's a strong Bioshock feel there, uh, that the film does a lot of stuff with depth, with the long hallways, the circular tops, uh, everything is in, there's there's half circles, everything is half circles, half moons. Uh, there's a definite stylistic, uh, the shapes of the film, like the apartments they have the, those half moon windows, they're right. they're below a movie theater. The movie theater is kind of shaped like that. Everything about this film has that kind of like conical shape to it when you're dealing with the main characters or the fish monster. Whenever you're dealing with like uh, Michael Shannon or the evil white men, everything's square, square. Yeah. and sterile. Yep. And square it, and just blunt. You know, and sharp. there's an ongoing like the color scheme. There's an ongoing color scheme of, uh, of uh, like not blue which American directors would choose, but more of like an aquamarine green, that kind of like almost mossy. Uh, And that's even reflected later with Michael Shannon's character when he buys his car. We won't talk about that yet. Um, But the color schemes are very deliberate. The background, uh, her her, um, wallpaper is like, has like a scaling to Mm -hmm. it. Everything is very deliberate in this film, and if you're paying attention, it fucking it just feeds into you. Definitely. Sorry, no, 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 no. <laughs> How could I follow that up? I mean, you don't, you talked for two minutes straight. I apologize, <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm what sorry. you said wasn't brilliant because it was. So, well, I, this is. I watched the film last night, and I said going into it, I didn't care about it. I was like, ah, eh, I know what's coming. I, I could tell you how the film began and began and ended before I saw it, and I'd be right. But the film is moving from a director. The best the best quote I saw. I was going through the IMDb shit, and there's a thing quote from Kevin Smith where he says, "Watching this film made me like uh, paraphrasing. He's like it made me regret ever calling myself a director." <laughs> I did read that. And, yeah, and all I could think of was, I felt you should have felt that way when you watched Cop Out, you motherfucker. Say, <laughs> like, how can you? I, you know, and I, I understand where he's coming from, and he's right, and it's a very humble statement. At the same time, I'm like, dude, how can you even like call yourself a? I, it's like I agree with him. At the same time, I'm angry at him for even like comparing himself to him, even though he's not. It's like fucking just, just say it's brilliant and move on. You, god damn it. Uh, <laughs> He's got that self-loathing thing going, so uh, yeah, that that self-deprecation is his fucking gimmick. <laughs> He's got a book out now. It's like, oh yeah, how a fat loser tells you how to live your life. So, dude, just fucking stop it already, please. 
anyway. Now let me uh, ask. Let Gim- me ask you this because. Gimbal- oh, go ahead. No, no. After you. This is this has something to do with the film, but it also has something to do with Guillermo del Toro and Hellboy. I've been reading a few things about how people think that Hellboy, Abe Sapien, and this film are connected in some way. All right. Guillermo del Toro has come out and and said forthright, there is no fucking connection whatsoever between the two characters. The the Shape of Water is a film that Guillermo Guillermo del Toro has been working on since 2011. Uh, The Hellboy film was based on a comic book by somebody else's work. Right. So he's he's flat out said, no comparison. It's not meant to be linked. This is a separate film entirely. And everybody's like, yeah, but they're both fishmen, so it's got to be a connection. <laughs> they're the parents. It's like, yeah, you know, and that's what you deal with whenever you're dealing with fanboys. They're, they can't let shit go. So, you know, it, I was like, it's a decent, it's a decent argument, but at the same time, the director's telling you to go fuck yourself. Just, just do it. <laughs> They're the parents. Yeah. And although very feasible, and I would buy it if he said, "Yeah, that's what it is," I'd be like, "Yeah, I get it. I buy it." All right. Sure. Yeah. Half, you know, ape sapien, half man, half fish. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I mean, I'm glad so it's the, not the connected. Direct- but I thought I'd bring it up. W- without belaboring the point, the direction. And the set design and the just the cinematography is fucking mind blowingly. Right. This is nominated for perfect. cinematography, isn't it? It's. It, it, um, I'll see. confirm that right now. I, I got it in front of me. I'll bring it up real quick. No. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. But I just want to look it's at got, what else it's, it's got. Nomina- nominations. Of course, it is. Yeah. It, what else is it nominated against, though? It's uh, um, Dunkirk, Mudbound. Surprise, Mudbound. Shape of Water, Mudbound, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, and Blade Runner. And I think Shape of Water gets it. I haven't seen Blade Runner yet. I'm sure Blade Runner is probably runner-up and maybe Dunkirk after that. You know what? I mean, Guillermo is one of those directors where his genius would have been recognized a decade ago if there wasn't a bias against genre films. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's there. And he has hit home with this film. This film has not become so, here's the deal. Not only is the film beautiful, not only is it well written. And, all right, let me, let me say this. (laughs) There are plenty of cliches in the film. All right. Because it's a fairy tale. It's an adult fairy tale, like we said. And I, I think the opening scene of the film is jarringly perfect. All right. Uh, spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen the film, you want to be surprised at the opening sequence, stop fucking listening. Um, <laughs> opening sequence, when, when the narrator's talking, it's her sleeping, and everything in the apartment is floating in water, right. and then like everything settles down, and when she wakes up, the water's gone. Right? Right. So we're already implying that she is out of place in the world. Got that. We've already made a connection between her and the fish monster before we've even met the fish monster. Got that. Right. We go through her daily routine, not morning because she works nights, but through her daily routine, one of her first things is to masturbate in the bathtub full of water. Right. Now, And my first thought when they show her half naked and then they show her masturbating briefly in the background, they do it tastefully, but I was like, first reaction is like, why do you fucking need this? But I, I know it's Guillermo Turturro, so I actually think. And what they're doing is they set up immediately. We know this is a fantasy. We know it's a fairy tale. By including nudity and masturbation in the opening sequence, we we tell you this is an adult fairy tale. This is about adult sensibilities. And then it just moves on. It does it just it does move it. on. But what it also does in the process is it also tells you that she is a person with needs and capable of passion. Passion. Sure. She's not like a spinster because 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 they show her naked and she's sexy, and then next thing you know she's dressed up in like these drab rags and like she looks right. like just like a like a, a fucking like a shapeless mass. And they do that on purpose to show that she's just being that's that's how society wants her to be. So you've got this whole idea of the hidden individual 
they they show she's not she's not how she perceives she's passionate she you know she's emotional she has uh interest they show her like you know meeting with her neighbor and doing the dance thing there well, there is immediately they show you up. this person yeah. has a soul and a depth yeah. and you're not seeing that in the real world because that's how society wants to see you as just a shapeless figure doing your job it's all there it's beautiful yeah no it, and it portray it it's portrayed very well uh to the screen Perfect. yeah yeah, um, no. but, Guillermo del Toro. But so, so, I'm so happy he's being recognized for this film. Yeah, it's, it's great. But what, what's great is about it is is too is like the the film is filled with so many cliches. But that's what a fairy tale is, and this film has enough. Um, uh, this film has enough to like to, to to make like your your average Trump supporter just fucking choke on their own vomit. <laughs> uh, your, your main bad they, guys. They, don't, they couldn't. They wouldn't even be able to understand this film, let alone choke on their own vomit. Honestly, they shouldn't be watching it. No. Um, your your main bad guys are both the American and Russian governments, and any white males that are involved in power in them. Your main heroes are a mute laborer, uh, a black woman. Uh, a Russian scientist right. and a gay artist. The only thing you're missing is like Bernie Sanders as a young abortionist doing back alley abortions behind a movie theater. So, how are you and, feeling? And I, you feeling any good? <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee that's in the director's cut. Oh, okay. So, I'm looking the film to is that. so fucking liberal biased, but in a it's liberally it's a liberally biased film that's going to piss off anybody that's like right wing and doesn't want to say, but. It's a fantasy. It's a fairy tale filmed on the backdrop. Again, like the fact that he uses a movie theater and they have like the the film showing, especially like the one scene where she chases down the screen monster and there's that film in the background. Think of the '50s as the background screen. I was like, as like the um, as uh, the uh, what do you call it? The uh, the what do they call it? the paint the painted backdrops? Oh, the matte 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 paintings. Thank you, matte paintings. Like, think of the 50s as a matte painting for this fairy tale. And, like, the 50s was notoriously unkind to people that were different, be they right. communist slash socialist, black, gay. The film makes a point of this. And the whole story is about somebody who is different, who finds someone else who appreciates them for their differences and not despite them. And that's the moral of the story it's a fairy tale but it's a fairy tale steeped in the dark realities that fucking are horrible you know what i'm surprised uh i'm surprised michael shannon did not get nominated for this dude <sighs> he would be supporting right he wouldn't be an actor he'd be a supporting actor i i'm watching this movie last night and half half an hour into it i text joey Michael Shannon's the one creepy motherfucker. <laughs> it's like remove Woody Harrelson <laughs> from being nominated and put Michael Shannon in, or remove Christopher mm. Plummer and insert Michael Shannon. Holy shit! I mean, like I said, I, I have not really Michael Shannon hasn't has only been on my radar for the past like three or four years. Man, what a fucking powerful, imposing character actor, I, and he I fucking know. nails this role I've been to a, a fucking. I've been a fan of Michael Shannon for a long time. Uh, you mentioned it last week. But he is just that kooky, crazy, just eccentric. Kooky. <laughs> kooky's, kooky's too fun. He's not fun. Yeah, no. He, he just... Creepy. He, he stares into your soul when, when you see him on screen. It's what he does. He's been doing that since I saw him. The first time I ever saw him was in Boardwalk Empire. That's the first time I ever saw him in anything, and he's been doing it since, for me anyway, he's been doing it since then. Um, he's just one of those character actors that's just really fucking good at his job. Yeah, uh, uh, he's fucking, he, he nails this role 110%. Um, all right, spoiler alert again. <laughs> um, when they, when, when you eventually, first, first of all, the first scene that you actually see him giving dialogue when he goes into the bathroom when the women are like, cleaning and like he goes to the urinal and then he's like he's got both hands on his hips it's oh, like yeah. ah alpha male I'm pissing yeah. <laughs> man and that whole speech about oh, uh, the, washing the, the hands, hands. Was like he's fucking like, the man washes the, his hands before and then after shows a sign of weakness no, 
Well, yeah, exactly. Before or after, never, never both. Right. She shows a like, sign of weakness. Motherfucker. And my actually, honestly, my favorite line from the film, the film that I like, one of those parts where I just laughed out loud. I actually laughed out loud two or three times. Of course, I was drinking bourbon at the time, so I don't know if that's something to do with bourbon. it. But the dessert um, wine of hard liquor. Like, <laughs> um, a- after that bathroom scene, they cut right. to them in the hallway cleaning, and and uh, Olivia, what's her name? She's Octavia like, Spencer. Yeah. She's like, short people are mean. <laughs> it's like, you tell them, sister. Yeah, fucking short people. It's like I never met a, I never met a a, a, a nice short person <laughs> or something yeah. along those lines. Something along those lines. But no, uh, what does she say? She, uh, she's she's never, she's never met a like caring a short man who's like, or it's like something she's never along met a those short lines. Short man who's who's like who's like nice half uh, nice by the end or halfway along or just right. something along the, Basically, yeah. she's like short people suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fucking yeah, I'm in there. Um, but, uh, um, his character development is, again, it's obvious, it's telegraphed. If you're paying attention, you know what's going to happen, you know what he's going to do, and you know how it's going to end. But he fucking delivers. He is. He always well, does. When he, like, the third act, when he breaks into, like, the, the, the black cleaning woman's home. Yeah. And the, the husband gets up, and he, like, turns around, like, sit down! And he sits down. He's like, yeah, I'd sit the fuck down. Yeah, sit down. Sit down. Just then, sit the wh- fuck down. And then he breaks <laughs> off his own two fingers. Yeah, what he, oh, and, dude, I called that when he was in the bathroom. I was like, he's going to do it right now, isn't he? He's going to do it right And I was like, oh, it's happening. And that, I mean, Well, sure, when, it, when it's when, brought up, it's like, oh, maybe it's because your two fingers. Well, let's, let's go back very briefly. Uh, the, the fish guy bites his two fingers off. And right. this is the 50s. It's not now, so the doctor still tried to, to, to sew them back it. on with the with the tendons and the nerve endings and all that. They still tried to do well, it. They, they deliver. And, well, and he's and, like, and I don't they, know if they, it's going to take. <laughs> exactly. Like, and the minute he says that, you're like, yeah, you're saying that for a reason. We're all smart people. You wouldn't put that dialogue in here. And uh, again, Guillermo del Toro, he's a film. He's a real filmmaker. Right. There is no such thing as wasted dialogue. Anything that's spoken or done is spoken or done for a reason. So when he says that, immediately, those fingers aren't going to last. Well, I and knew goes, I knew it. I knew it. I just didn't know oh, exactly and, how they were coming off, whether they were going to be bitten off again right. or if it was going to be something well, else. But I knew they were coming off again. Well, well, let's talk about another moment of perfection is the scene with him and the general where he's like asking the generals, like, you know, when does a... You know, when does a man stop proving himself? And the general pretty much tells him he's a fucking piece of shit unless he does what his job's supposed right, to do. Right, so got 36 and hours that, to unfuck this mess is basically that, what he was that, told. That scene is fucking brilliant. Oh, and sure, then, just how he was he, telling him how he was... Basically, by the end of that speech, he's like, you will be unborn. <laughs> that, that scene alone is a reason why this film should be up for, is up for best screenplay and why it might win. Forget the whole, all the writing about with non-dialogue. The actual dialogue in that scene alone, fucking spot on. But then the next scene where he's in the bathroom, uh, and he's, but at that point you're like, oh, he's talking to himself. Yeah, he's gonna rip. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's gonna rip him off right now. But even before that, when he goes in the car and he sniffs them, and like after his house, he's like, ooh, he's like, oh shit, they're coming off at some point. Yeah, they're getting worse. (laughs) But. And then with the bathroom scene, I was like, "Oh, I actually, I actually like, braced myself. It's like, oh, they're coming off right now, aren't they? Aren't they? But no, not yet. They're not ripe yet. The way they come <laughs> off is so good too. So oh, good, just the, the way how, he's he's good and, but, delivering that speech, and then he just oh, so good. And but again, take that as a metaphor about the corruption of the soul or morality, and it's all in there. This is a this is a perfect. Uh, Adult fairy tale. Yeah, I mean, before that, he was uh, an asshole before that, but when his livelihood, his life, his character is brought into question, he goes full fucking crazy, full psycho. But it's about what he bases his character on. He's not basing it on his family or his, his connections. He's basing it on his duty or what's expected of him, well, a yeah. role. Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, 
But now, and th- now, this is a role. It's the same kind of situ- a role or duty that the scientist eschews uh, or rejects in the face of destroying something um, unique. Right. And you know, again, again, you know, a Russian scientist is one of your heroes in this. It's going to piss off a lot of people, <laughs> right? And I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it. Um, uh, even his acting. Uh, Everybody in this film, the performance is fucking amazing. That's Michael Stolberg, Stolberg, who we've seen uh, him in a I, bunch of stuff. I mean, everything he I was mean, in Boardwalk Empire with Michael Shannon. Um, he was also honestly, in Men in Black Three, who uh, I liked. He was in. That's the one oh, thing I always flash back to is Men in Black Three. But you should also remember him in um, A Serious Man. Yeah. Oh no, definitely, but. Men in Black Three is the first thing I flash back to. I I can't, I I, you know what, men I liked Men in Black. Men in Black Two was such a drastic disappointment that Men in Black Three I loved just because it was it fucking bounced back. Well, it's because it wasn't Men in Black Two. <laughs> exactly, but uh, yeah. I mean, but so that's what I think of him. But yeah, also he was in Fargo season um three. Oh, I haven't seen that season yet. No, um. The I'm still, I'm debatable. St- I'm still on season two. It's great. I, I have issues with the ending. Oh, really? Uh, but that's okay. I'll get to it. We'll, we don't talk about that stuff on this show, but I'll talk to you about it no, when no, I no. see it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but this film, I mean, uh, again, I was not interested to see it because I, 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 kinda, I knew what was going to happen. But even even though I knew it was going to happen... I was interested in seeing this. And I'm going to have to watch it a second time because Mare wasn't, quote-unquote, ready to watch it. So I'm like, I need to review this movie. Oh, I didn't even tell her oh. that I watched it and I'm reviewing it tonight. I'm just, no, I, I'm just not going to say I watched it. I'm just going to watch it a second time. And I'm not going to mind. I'm not going to mind. No, I've already told my wife and, and stepdaughter that you have to watch this film. You will like it. Uh, and I want to watch it with them. Good. Uh, Is there anything else that um, they want to see that you'll watch with them for the show? They'll watch Dunkirk because they like... Uh, Holly will like du- watch Dunkirk because she likes war films. Okay. Um, uh, other than that, I don't think there's anything else. We've already seen the three billboards together and we saw Get Out in the theater. Um, cool. Uh, I don't think Darkest Hour is going to appeal to her because it's political, and I'm actually, I'm actually not interested myself. Uh, um, the only reason I'm interested is because of Gary Oldman's performance. I think it's going to be through the fucking roof. You know what? For, for Oscar nominees, I'm not making her watch anything with me like I do sometimes with the bad films where, yeah, you need to watch this with me. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, like fucking Snowpiercer. Um, but after, after having seen The Shape of Water... I, I mean, I need to watch it again with them because I want to see their reactions. You know, it's just that kind of thing. It's 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 a beautiful film. And the, I made Mare. I watched the the room with Mare so that because I told her I said, in my opinion, you have to watch the room if you're going to watch oh, the disasters. Oh hi Mare. Oh hi Mare. <laughs> How did you like my movie Mare? Oh hi Mark. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that with you too. And and oh, hi, I do recommend it. I do recommend eventually reading the book because the book does tell a lot more I'm, than the I'm movie definitely, does. Well, if it's on audiobook, that's realistically the, the only way I'm getting to read shit these days is because I sit in so much fucking traffic. I can I can blow through audiobooks like it's, crazy. It's not it's it's not a, it's not it, it is not a sponsor of ours. Uh, it was at one point, but we never utilized it. But audio audible through Amazon okay. does have the audiobook of it. Okay. I, I actually I read the whole thing. I did not listen to the audiobook, but I do have it and it's available. So uh Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, if you're I, listening, even though we're not a sponsor, check out audible.com. Uh <laughs> I, I have a decent collection through them. It's not a bad site. Unfortunately, about the only way I can read a book these days is if I listen to it in my car. Because I'm literally stuck I, in my car for two hours a day. I hate to say it, I wish I had a longer commute because I would like to listen to more books on tape. <laughs> when I, If and when I finally move to Texas, that might happen. <laughs> but we'll see. It's the only way I can get through 
uh, my commute is if I'm either listening to a book or if I can manage to, to listen to some good talk radio or podcast other than ours. So it's it's the only way. Well, Otherwise, the com- my commute is just fucking murder. Now I I do want to I do want to give the uh, the Scott Wilson um, prop to the film. And again, I was drinking a little bit at the time, so that might have something to do with it. But I did get teary eyed at one point during the film. Really? And it, w- it was the bathroom scene where uh, the older gay artist is talking to the fish monster that he doesn't know can understand them. And he talked about, you know, he's talking about, you know, feeling like he's like born too early or too late. And I got, I got a little misty. That's Richard Jenkins, who is nominated yeah. for this film. You know, he, I don't know if he deserves I, it I though. He, I've I've always loved him as an actor, but I don't know if that's this... a. No, no, I don't what? think he's ever been uh, up for an Oscar. No, he's other awards. I don't think he ever has. But he, he's one of those lifetime actors that really, uh, I mean, even if he doesn't win it. Just being nominated for an Oscar, he's long overdue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know if he gives. I don't know if his performance is Oscar worthy, like compared to the other ones. I don't know yet, but um, he is. He gives a great performance, but but he always gives a great performance. It's really hard to gauge that kind of thing. Definitely. Um, wait, wait, hold on. Who's the, who's he up against? Supporting actor, right? Willem Dafoe, Woody Harrelson. Will, uh, Christopher Woody Plummer Harrelson, Sam, and Sam Rockwell, Rockwell, and Christopher Plummer. He's not going to get this. No, it's 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 going to be between Sam Rockwell and Willem Dafoe, and everything I keep reading just keeps mentioning Sam Rockwell. I again, I haven't seen I haven't, Florida Project or Money, All the Money in the World, but from what I have seen, I mean, I like Sam Rockwell for it. Uh, I think it's interesting that Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell are both nominated for Best Supporting for the same movie. That's how good the fucking movie is. Wait till you see it, dude. Okay. The movie's just fucking awesome. Okay. I mean... Do we want to make that the movie we we review next week with something else? I don't know. Well, here... I figured out the pairing. Here's the pairing. Ready? Okay. Because we do two a week. We do them at the same night. We we do try and pair them. And we're doing the shape of water by itself because that's how it worked out well because uh, we always but, we always do a, a a show talking about what actually gets nominated right since there were nine it evens out yeah. so here's what i'm thinking for the next four batches obviously dunkirk and darkest hour have course, to go together of course and then obviously lady bird and call me by your name have to go together i, I agree with that too right uh, that leaves us. I'm thinking, uh, get out with with three billboards. Three billboards because they both because they both at least partially deal with race relations. Okay. And then that leaves us with Phantom um, Thread and the Post. Right, which I don't think they have anything in the, common. They have but nothing fuck it. in common. They both have P's. They <laughs> both start with the letter P. So, I mean, if if we weren't like okay, let's say we didn't review Shape of Water tonight. Is there anything that we could even put with that? I don't think Honestly, so. Honestly, no. The post and the fan of thread kind of stand out on their own against everything else. There's no really common. Right. Um, no, I would still go with that setup. There's the two odd man's. They're like the odd birds of everything. There's no yeah. other connection. I mean, the only the only way I think uh, Shape of Water would be in any way combined with another film, it might be Call Me By Your Name because they're both basically love stories? They have that love story element to it? Other than that, I don't think we could put Shape of Water with anything else. Yeah, I'd rather put the two gay gay slash lesbian films together um, (laughs) and and leave Shape of of Water by itself because it's the only fairy tale. And if you look at all the films, it's the only one not really based in reality. Yeah. Oh, I mean, now again, I can't really speak for Thith Phantom Thread because I don't even know what the fucking film's about. But I got a feeling it's based in reality. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, hmm. uh, now, but I mean, I spoke a lot about this film. I don't know how much more I have. I think I'm done. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to add to all the bullshit I've been rambling? <sighs> 
I mean, nothing that we haven't actually already talked about. Um, I mean, we, you mainly. Oh, I'll, I'll give you props for oh, it. covered I, a lot I, of it. Can I say it briefly? Yeah. The the few instances of, uh, like, you know that one scene where they're sitting on the couch together, and they do like a little dance thing with their feet. Yeah. 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 They're watching it on that, TV, and then they mimic it. Right. That one little like one minute segment. More more um screen chemistry than in the entire fucking La La Land. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fuck it to hell. Remember last year when they said it won Best Picture, but then it didn't? <laughs> oh, I don't think anybody forgot that. that, that as a matter of fact, anybody not only the- not only have they not forgotten about it, but there are new rules in place so that that shit never happens again. Oh, yeah. Because basically how that happened, I don't know if you know how that how it happened. There are two cards. There are two cards for every nomination. So what happens is one card is pulled and then there's another card that stays behind for some fucking reason. I don't even know. And the card that was brought up to to be read was one it was read incorrectly so when emma what's her face the one i want best actress emma stone she says i don't understand i don't understand how they could make that mistake that they read la la land because i'm holding my best actress card when i won mm-hmm. because they accidentally gave um what's her face and what's his face the best actress card so there are two old people on stage probably couldn't read that well off the card she saw la la land and says la la land when it was she was just reading the best actress winner for la la land which was emma stone i i don't think anybody has forgotten that the the lily white hollywood dance musical was called as best picture when the reality was like the gay black film <laughs> I don't think anybody forgot that. I was like, oh no, really? Yeah, you made that mistake? Yeah, no one forgot that shit. That's why they've changed the fucking rules and everything. It's like, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> just, holy, dude, This the Oscars this year, they need Tommy Wiseau because he's the only thing they have to make them forget about, like, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, by the way, the scene where, where Michael Shannon is, like, hitting on, um, what's her name? in the office by itself. Oh, right. Uh, Sally Hawkins. Yeah, that whole like sexual harassment in the workplace thing. Harvey Weinstein would have fucking started crying if he saw that scene. What? That was... <laughs> oh, that... I bet dude, I can make you when squawk. That scene, <laughs> when that scene came up, I was like, yeah, best picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as far as like, so, it's like social, political, topical shit, it's like, oh, I, I guarantee he didn't plan this. It just worked out that way. Right. But, Holy fucking shit! Yeah, no, this is winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I almost need the shower after that scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I it was Warren it. Beatty and Faye Dunaway. I, I, Those I don't were the mind two that fucked talk. up. Kind of, kind of, it kind of yeah. gets me hot. Gets me going. <laughs> gets me going. Gets me going. And that scene uh, hammers that scene home because of how he ends up. He fucks his wife earlier in the movie. Oh yeah, well yeah, he's put his bloody hand over her mouth. Yeah, be smiling. But again, like the the, the parallel, they show her but the passionate inter- in the water. Him, oh, yeah. it's almost mechanical and like violent and like. But, but what's but what's it, interesting about that scene when he's when he's when he's having sex with his wife? The kids are you know downstairs. He you know he's getting his breakfast and. No, they went they went to school. Yeah. It's in the morning. They were leaving for school. They right, gave, yeah, she they gave him a plate of, of food. They left for school. He's eating his breakfast, or he's about to, and she says, wash your hands and meet me upstairs. Right then and there, I knew that sex was happening. Well, yeah, because you're married. <laughs> Listen, I'm not asked to wash my hands before sex, if that's what you're but getting I'm just, at. I'm just saying, you understand the situation with kids. The ones that start out of the house, is like, guess right. what? We're doing it. But you're not wrong. Um... <laughs> I know. <laughs> but anyway, so 
But the way I looked at that scene is I don't know if it was done purposely where he's starting to lose it a bit. And I think that's the way that that scene is going because she very nonchalantly says, wash your hands and meet me upstairs. And she's just like ready to have sex. But he, like you said, is mechanical and cold. And he's like, put his hand over her mouth. Don't make a sound. I want you not to talk. It makes me feel... Like, that's not normally how he is with her, but Here, that character is now going that way. All right. We're going to take an extra five minutes now okay. because you said this. Here, all right, follow me on this. I'm following you. The whole here. Here's the point. Water is the major theme, obviously. Obviously. Duh. Duh. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. When, so... We we start off with with um, the female character masturbating in the bathtub. Right. Again, there's passion involved there. There's a, a need. There's a desire. There's you know there's a flame. Uh, what we see about Michael Shannon, we find him is cold and calculating. But there's a desire there, but it's untapped. His desire is in the workplace. He's trying to he's trying to funnel it out. When he goes home, what does he say? Wash your hands. Water cleansing. Right? right, that links him to the the mute girl. He's also met her, and he's beguiled by her, and so there's a mixing of of um, desires. It's like there's the, the there's the cold mechanical nuclear family. You know, the kids are gone. Now we have sex, as opposed to just like oh, you know. Now, but also it's also methodical because don't forget the mute girl. She she masturbates like every morning at the same time. So there's that there's a similarity between these two characters. They both have passion, they both have desires. But for him it's confused. The main point that drives that home is when he goes to look to cars and the salesman points him to the car with the uh, teal or greenish aquamarine type coloring. Water. Right. Ocean exactly. water. Now, sure. Here here's the major point for that. Here's here's where I was thrown off a bit. Late during the whole Fishman heist sequence when they drive the van, the, the, the fake van, the fake laundry van into his car and rip off the front. Immediately, I'm thinking teal paint. He'll find the teal paint on the van. That's how he'll track them. Guess what? Never fucking happened, Scott. Stop being a smart ass. <laughs> no, I thought the same thing, though. Right. I thought the but same the, thing, cause, though. Because we're, we're thinking about, okay, we're setting up the points to lead everything. What we're forgetting is this isn't about you know, setting up how he tracks them down. We've already set that up with the phone call, you know, here, call me, and I'm tracking the Russian guy. This is all about him attempting to combine this passion with the commercial masculinity or the the nuclear family masculinity. So when the when these people trying to save this fish man, these these rejects from society that are embracing true love, and they smash into this, like, this commercial idealization of what he thinks is passion, hence the aquamarine teal color, which is the same color as like everything involving the fish monster. It show it, it, it destroys the part of that and it mars his attempt to try to try to try to find this passion that they have. And it's corrupted like his fucking fingers, this corrupted version of of, of love. It's all fucking in there. This film is fucking brilliant. There's layers, man. Do you think this is a? Do you think this film, by the time we're done watching all of the best pictures, do you think this will be your? Um, I mean, it's hard to tell because you've only seen you've only seen two of them or three of them. All do right. you think this would be your 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 favorite, like the one you would want to win? I'm telling you that this movie is an, a serious contender for best picture. I'm saying if it was just five. This is still up there. Oh, I agree with that. Absolutely. That's how strong it is. And I will go... I, I guarantee this film is going to win at least either Best Actress or... Um, I, I think I think it's a hands-down Best Actress. Oh, Sally Walken, uh, Hawkins? Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and, and again, I haven't seen all the uh, original screenplay films, but right now I'm calling a 50-50 between this and Billboards, and I think this one wins. As much okay. as I love billboards, I think this one's going to win you know because what's, what's, it's... In, what's interesting about uh, what you're saying there is about a month ago, you didn't think billboards was even going to be nominated. 
I, I was doubtful. And I, I told you that I thought it absolutely was going to be now, nominated. Again, let me just state, let me just restate. I was doubtful it would because it's more of a genre film because it's like it's like crime action drama. Is it really it's it's more of an art again, it's, it's like a Coen Brothers film and there's like a weird gray area there and we'll go into more than that when we review that film. Okay. Uh, but that's why I was doubtful it would make it. I didn't think it didn't deserve it. I was doubtful it would make the cut because of that. God. Okay. It, it, it's it's such a it's such a good movie. It overcame that. And that's important. All right. Um, and without the Coen Brothers behind it, as like kind of like a, oh, it's a Coen Brothers film, so we have to dominate it. Are we? Um, um, are we rating this? We always rate movies. We do the Oscar oh, ones shit. too. Um. Yeah. Let me do it. Even though it would probably fuck up my internet, since we seem to be doing a low stream today. We can give come me up, one second. Listen, I'll get there. We can oh, do the, let me get there. We can get do there. the Hold score. On. And then you could just do it later. You could pretend. No, no, no. I'm doing. I'm, do I'm doing it live, man. I'm doing it live. We don't have to, you know, break down the fourth wall. No, we're doing it live. Uh, oh, they changed the. All right, rate this. Okay, right now it's a seven point nine. I think on IMDb. Eight or nine. I'm comfortable with an eight or nine. All right. Are you thinking ten? No, it can't be ten. G give me an argument against ten. Well, just the fact that you know it is cliched, uh, it, you know, the, the, there is a. It's basically what you mentioned earlier. How it's, it is cliched, in certain areas of the film. It doesn't, not that it doesn't bring anything new to the table, but it, it's done so well in other areas. You you're very forgiving of anything that is cliched. All right, answer me this. I have one question for you. Okay. What if you could change anything in this film? What would you change? See, I don't know if that I would change anything. Even the cliches. Exactly. I'm not saying 10 just because I don't want to just jump fucking hand bone into 10. But I feel I feel very strongly this film deserves a 9. Yeah, I said 8 or 9. I said I'd be fine with either one. You okay with 9? Absolutely okay with a 9. I wouldn't right, be okay I with a 10. I, I just oh, I'm making me sign the fuck in. Come on. Ten is kind of reserved for like. Oh, hang like on, let me do that. I gotta do this for fucking Google you know? Chrome because like, I I'm think switching we, I over. I think we gave Nightcrawler a ten. Oh well, that because that film was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole different. Yeah, but that wasn't a fairy tale. That was a fucking dark reality. I think we gave. Um, I think we gave Nocturnal Animals a ten. Fuck yeah. My favorite film of 20, 2016. I know I said favorite film of 20... I actually Dude. have two corrections from last week's episode. I said my favorite film of 2017. Nocturnal came out in 2016. And I said Midnight... I'm pretty sure I said Midnight Express for the Michael Shannon film that I recommended to you. But it's called Midnight Special. Anyway. But yeah, Nocturnal Animals, my favorite film of 2016 possibly my favorite film of the last couple of years to be honest uh, but no we, i think we were both on the same page with that that film was fucking brilliant the fact um, that it wasn't nominated for best picture still shock right. but i know but the whole know thing the black you know white gold thing last year it got snubbed Honestly, it, it just couldn't it just wasn't going to make the cut it just there was a film that needed okay. to not be nominated there was a few it just happened to be one of them this is why it's films like Nocturnal Animals are why when people bring up like Forrest Gump, I'm like, eh. yeah, <laughs> what the no, fuck was that? I know. I know. It's just, you know, it's just there's brilliance and then there's, yeah, this is what you expect and I'm going to give it to you. And I have a big budget. There's mm, Nocturnal Animals I, I any other year probably does get that nomination for Best Picture. I just feel okay, like it, we, I just feel like it was snubbed, not on purpose, but because they had a more important agenda about what should be nominated. I think that right, makes I'm, sense. All right, all right. Fucking IMDb is pissing me off now, pissing me off now because I just gave us a nine rating, okay. and it won't let me go into the demographics. Where do you fuck do you go for that now? I can. Uh, oh, did they change that too? They changed, yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. If I click on review, no, it's reviews. You can't just click on that to see the fucking. No, they don't have it now. It used to be under the the score where it had how many people. Yeah. Like it's like forty thousand, whatever. You just clicked on that. 
normally. You know, yeah, it's I, still there. I hate when people I hate when people bitch about when they change the fucking format, but god damn it, I can't find the fucking reviews the the like rating now. So go to the home go go uh I'm go, there. Okay, I'm there. So, water. so there's seven point nine. Underneath that yeah. is like forty thousand whatever people. Click, no, there's not. Click that. Mine has No, that. there's not. It's not there. Really? Yeah, because I guess I'm on a newer version than you. I'm on it's the a Fuck website. Scott version. How could you be on a newer version? It's a website. I don't know. I'm on the Fuck Scott version. Anyway, I'll read the demos if you want. That would be great. What's? Yeah, fill me in. Okay. God so this damn, is this is all this has all been redone. So yeah. you have um, uh, all all votes across forty thousand one hundred forty eight votes. It's a seven point nine. You're uh, 18 and under. There's 189 votes for an 8.5 rating. Mm -hmm. You're 18 to 29. 12,000 votes for an 8 rating. You're 30 to 44. 11,000 votes with a 7.8. And you're 45, uh... you're 45 plus. 4,000 votes. 7.8. Males. Under 18. Uh -huh. Gave it an 8.6. Sensitive young lads. Females under 18 gave it an 8.3. So it was actually higher rated with males under 18. The women aren't 100% on the fish fucking yet. Not, not yet. Males, 18 to 29, 8.1. Females, 18 to 29, 7.9. Males again, higher rating. Women aren't 100% on the fish fucking. Men, guys are all totally, behind it. Guys totally are like, yeah, fuck into that the fish. fish fucking. I blame that on anime somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 30 to 44. Uh, males and females, 30 to 44, gave it an exact score of 7.7. .7. So the 30 to 44 range, both into the fish fucking. They both, but, but or at least both, feel the same way about as it. They get but they're dipping in because as they get the older, see, so yeah, I'm okay with the fish fucking, but what's with this whole gay and, and black thing? <laughs> Here's interesting. One. Here's an interesting one. 45 and up, males 7.7, females 8.0. 45 mm -hmm. and up, females into the fish fucking. Yeah, because again, <laughs> as they get older, fish fucking, the older men, more about the racism. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm okay. With, I'm okay with her fucking the fish, but but uh, uh, I don't know about them fucking the fish. But I'm okay with them not serving the black people at the diner. So I don't know. <laughs> and uh, IMDb staff, twenty-two IMDb staff has reviewed this film for an eight point five. Of course they have, fucking hipsters. <laughs> they have this new category: top one thousand voters. Six that's that's been there. Has it that's been there? New. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah, never yeah. talk. That's we never talk that. about it then. It's 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 more upfront and noticeable oh, with I this new that. format. Yeah, because if you have time to if you have time to like to rate that many films on IMDb, you're fucking probably don't have it. You know, six, seriously. Well, and you know what? It makes sense because the top one thousand voters gave it a six point six. Yeah, yeah. If you spend that much time voting about for films on IMDb online, you obviously don't watch enough fucking films. <laughs> so those are the demographics. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this film's a must see. Oh, I think so, absolutely. Uh, I, and again, okay, I'm gonna have yeah. to watch it a second time. But my wife's only gonna think I'm watching it for the first time. I don't have to watch it a second time, but I want to. Oof! Uh, That's how good it was. We just hit. Movie Sucktastic is a podcast ah. about bad. We just hit the one hour. See, I didn't think we would go an hour, but we did. So it yes. it looped. I told you it was gonna happen. It's, it's my fault, and I apologize. <laughs> I think it's time to end the show. I go for it. All right. Snap it. Let's do it, baby. Uh, so this is episode uh, 263 of Movie Sucktastic. As always, thank you for joining us. We can't do it without you. Well, we can, but we we want to do it with you. We do. So please go to our website at moviesucktastic.com if it fucking works. And you can listen to our show there. You can download the show there. And you can participate live with us every week, Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. You can go to iTunes, you can download the show or listen to it there as well. 
you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic and you can see when we post uh, when we're going to go live. We can uh, post trailers and we post just entertainment news. It all goes on Facebook. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can leave us email at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can also download the free Android app for your phone, tablet, or any Android device. It's 100% free. Everything I said is in it. And it is the best way, in my opinion, to listen to the show. Plug that shit into your car, and now you got us on the go. Can't beat it. And that's it, Mr. Wilson. Do you have any words of wisdom? Sure, people are just mean. They're just mean. You gotta fuck that fish. You gotta fuck that little fish. You gotta fuck that little fish. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week when we review two more Oscar films. Hope you join us. We'll see you then. Bye bye. You see the fishy. Fuckity the the woman fush the foxy fishy the little fishy the fishy fishy. Is that your Cousteau? Uh, it's a horrible. Jacques, Jacques, I can't do. It. I can't Cousteau? do. Yeah, I can't do uh, accents. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> hey, I, I dug it. Just so you know. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Eight more to go. Yeah.